1: over and see him after dinner Jessie weakened she agreed now Brett has just admitted Ben's wife to his living room without a word he takes her into his arms there is a long silence he feels Jessie trembling Brett tenderly lifts her chin looks into her face Jessie darling oh Brett my oh, darling you have tears in your eyes
0: I, I know it Help me
1: you mustn't cry my dear Nothing's worth your tears. Besides, you make me feel such a terrible heel.
0: I'm sorry, Britt.
1: Here, sit down the easy chair. I'll fix us both a drink.
0: All right. Oh. I've been feeling so rotten since I left here this afternoon.
1: And so have I. I wasn't a beast removed after you left. Billy really went very shortly and I hardly said goodbye.
0: I'm sorry I behaved the way I did.
1: Well, I shouldn't have jumped in. Thing so, is, yes, we're both on edge.
0: I know we are.
1: Well, here you are, darling. Thanks. Well, suppose we drink a toast. To us. To our life together.
0: And to no more misunderstanding. Oh, oh I, I hate to quarrel with you, Brett. It makes me terribly unhappy. I hate it, too. Oh, Brett, let's not quarrel like that again. Yeah? No, I certainly
1: don't want it, Jesse.
0: Yet it's so difficult not to be on edge when everything's all mixed up and... having to sneak around corners, lie, make pretenses. All that makes it so much worse.
1: Well, that's why we must be doubly careful, Jessie. But
0: uh, I have this horrible feeling that my hands are tied. I'm Ben's wife. I have no real claim on you.
1: You have as much claim as any woman has on any man, Jessie. I wonder... The only valid claim any two people have on each other is the measure of their affection. All the other claims, the external legal ones, don't mean a thing.
0: Perhaps they don't. But they give a person the illusion of security, at least.
1: But actually, it's just an illusion. Well, look at Ben. He's your husband. Yet your loyalty isn't for him, it's for me. Because you love me.
0: Yes. And I do love you, Brett.
1: I know you do. That's why I believe we'll come out all right. Eventually.
0: Just the same, I wish we didn't have to go through all this in the meanwhile. I I'm not sure I can stand much more of it. That's why I cracked up this afternoon. I came over here expecting to get a little sympathy and understanding from you. Then when I saw you sitting out there under the trees with Lily looking so fresh and unconcerned, well, it just made me furious.
1: Goris. I didn't blame you after I got over being angry.
0: If you hadn't telephoned, I don't know what I would have done. I'd made up my mind not to come over again.
1: <laughs> that was a rash promise to make yourself, Miss Sweet.
0: <laughs> I suppose it was. However, I had every intention of keeping it. You know, Brett, I have a lot of self-discipline when it's a question of pride.
1: Well, let's not think about what might have happened. You're here now and everything's all right again. Isn't it? I hope so. And you're not going to be foolish and worry about Lily anymore, are you? Mm-hmm. We've got to believe in each other, Jesse. You see, if we don't, we'll both go under. We're not playing for toothpicks. The stakes are high. But so is the risk.
0: I know. And that's what frightens me. Well, there's no
1: reason to be. Unless we lose our heads. You'll have to help me there. Just remember how wonderful it'll be when this dreary life is in the past, when we're free to do what we want, go where we want.
0: I'll try. I promise I'll try hard, darling. That's my Jesse.
1: Now, you still haven't told me what happened when you saw Dr. Lewis today.
0: <laughs> I didn't have a chance.
1: <laughs> I believe you're still just a wee bit missed with me.
0: Well, I couldn't resist making at least one more crack.
1: <laughs> Jesse, that's why I love you. You may break once in a while, but you have such marvelous recuperative powers. Before long, you're always back in the ring fighting. Tell me about Ben, Jessie. Jesse. Did you bluff it out of Lewis? Now, oh, you're going to keep me on tetherhooks as a disciplinary measure.
0: No, I'll tell you what happened. And it's nothing to joke about, either. Oh? But Ben's a very sick man.
1: What's the matter with him? It's his heart. Heart? Good Lord, then I was right. I had an idea. It must be something like that when you described this attack he had.
0: Yes, and it's quite serious, the doctor says. Frankly, I... Can't help feeling sorry for Ben. Poor man, he hates to admit he's of mortal flesh and blood.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I, I believe one of the reasons Ben wanted to keep it to himself was that if I didn't know about it, he could sort of kid himself into believing it wasn't so. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yes, yeah, thinking too. do. Yeah, knowing would give the whole thing more reality. You'd begin to talk about it, fuss over
0: and then, of course, Ben's so foolish about his age.
1: Because he's so much older than you.
0: Well, it doesn't really matter. I mean, he's never used to when I was still in love with
1: him. Just the same, I believe I know how he feels. A man with a severe heart condition has to watch himself so carefully, pamper himself. Ben doubtless wants to play it down so you won't be reminded. Yet he must know you'd be bound to notice eventually.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And I imagine he worries about it. Dr. Lewis says he must be extremely careful. He should take a nap every afternoon. Why, the doctor even wants Ben to move his bedroom downstairs. He says the stairs are bad for him.
1: Well, how does Lewis expect you to put all this into effect without letting Ben find out you know?
0: Oh, heaven knows.
1: You think Lewis will keep your visit to himself, Cassie?
0: Oh, yes. You see, Ben made him swear not to say a word. Lewis was running on about professional ethics and whatnot. Hmm. I never would have gotten the information from him if I hadn't pretended I knew already. I said I'd seen a report Ben had received from an Eastern specialist some years ago. I told him he simply had to tell me how much Ben's condition had advanced. Then he loosened up. Good for
1: you, Jesse. What else did he mention about Ben's treatment? That is, besides the need for rest and so on.
0: Well, he told me about this medicine he prescribed.
1: Medicine? Oh, Yes. yes, that stuff you told me about, that
0: tonic. But I was right. I was sure it wasn't a tonic. Oh? It seems to be some kind of stimulant Ben's supposed to take when he has an attack.
1: Well, that's right. You said it came in a small bottle with a dropper attached. A heart stimulant,
0: huh? The doctor says it might make all the difference in an emergency. Poor Ben. Honestly, I can't help feeling sorry for him. Oh,
1: well, my dear, we all have to go sometime. Oh, I
0: wish you wouldn't be so callous. But. I was wondering, I... I've been thinking it wouldn't hurt to let things ride. What do you mean, Jesse? Well, since it's bound to happen anyway with Ben's sort of illness, couldn't we just let matters take their course?
1: Well, we could, yes. But, Jesse, sometimes a man in Ben's condition might hang on for years. On the other hand, as the doctor said, Ben might go any time. He might, Jesse... And without our being directly involved in any way. Uh, suppose you were in town, shopping, and I were here at home. Then, uh, suppose Ben had an attack.
0: Well, oh, But he oughtn't to be alone. The doctor said so.
1: Oh, yes, Jesse. He should be alone. Suppose Ben had an attack and his medication wasn't, say, handy. Don't you see? I think it all happened so very naturally. There was a long Silence. Jessie Calvert was remembering Ben's ashen color when he'd had the attack. She remembered how he'd gasped for breath, his evident pain. The medicine could kill the pain, let him breathe again. And now Brett was suggesting that, "Oh no," Jessie told herself miserably. "It would be too cruel, too horrible." And yet she loved Brett so much. Had she the strength to oppose him if he told her what she must do?